0: Story time with Alex and Jacqueline. <laughs> Welcome to bedtime stories. <laughs> so I feel like it is since it's you know nine o'clock at night on a Sunday that are about ready to, you know, read bedtime stories to our children and get them prepared and ready for bed with a lovely discourse about lumberjack basketball.
1: I mean, it is a school night.
0: I mean, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Oh my God, you like my, I uh, changed the background. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> you just can't see it very well. But, but yeah, hold on, let me see if you can see it better. Oh, no. We'd have to go off of our. Oh, wait.
1: No, no, I only see you.
0: <laughs> no, okay. I don't know what happened. Okay. I always wish there was a way to show all the everybody what the picture I have, the full picture, because it's uh, pretty great. But I just, I think it's funny you can see. Still, two out of the four of us are faces in the back. Yeah. Keller's kind of blocking you, but and Keller's face is cut off. But oh well, it's okay. It's all good. All right, so I guess it is go time. Let's get to it. Let's start it off. Let's begin. <gasps> All right, so welcome to Part Me, Alex, the only Lumberjack basketball podcast on the air. We are going to have a dandy of a time talking to you about the SFA game at home in the sawmill versus those dreaded Bearcats of Sam Houston.
1: Quite a dramatic finish.
0: I'm legitimately I am about up to here with dramatic finishes. You know, like they're fun, they're exciting, they're thrilling and then, you know, I walk away sounding like you know a 35-year-old smoker and, you know, my stress level and heart and, and uh, uh heart rate is up to here and my blood pressure is up to here. Man, I just want a good old-fashioned shellacking. Like a good old-fashioned win by 30 points. Ain't have to worry about nothing type game. But new conference, tougher opponents, what are we going to do? Oh, well. But damn, this game was just from start to finish, like the first half was decent. And then it just went kind of, I'm not going to say downhill, but it just kind of it kind of turned on its head and made it a lot more dramatic than what it what it should have been. But I will say it was a almost, I don't know if I'm going to say 100% improvement from the first time we played them this season, but it, it was pretty darn near close. <laughs> it was uh, a lot better than the previous game, I will say. Much, much better. Much, much better. Much, 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 much. Um. So, yeah, so this game was at home on Thursday, February 21st. 24th. It was a six 30 game. Um, it was actually also cram the Coliseum, which we did have a decent little crowd, which Jacqueline will, we'll get to our, um, our attendance in a second, but yeah, so it was cram the Coliseum night. They had a bunch of things going on, a bunch of, um, I think they were doing like taco night and a few other things, um, in the, in the Coliseum. Uh, and so, like I said, for a Thursday night on a school night, Probably one of the best crowds we've had all season, and again, we're just talking about the Sam Houston game. We're not talking about ACU on Saturday. Um, so decent little crowd, good game, good energy. I was really, really pleased with with I guess the attendance in the crowd that night. What about you?
1: It was okay. Uh, it looked okay. well. It looked better than I thought it was, but then also like we had we had more at the Lamar game last weekend. Oh, that was that Lamar. Never mind.
0: I was gonna say I was like, "What?"
1: Well, I was just comparing it to the last game, and they had more there, but yeah, but that
0: I, was that Yeah,
1: I know, but I just realized that when I looked at it.
0: It's okay. That's what I was, I was like. What? Yeah. No, I mean, I think it was probably one of our biggest crowds of the season. So that, that's nice. It was it was good to see that. Yeah. Um, obviously not as big as i had posted a picture on our on our Twitter from a late 2000s SFA Sam Houston game in the sawmill. And that place was like SRO, you know, standing room only can, had to literally get there an hour and a half, like right when the doors open to get a good seat in the general admission sections and stuff like that. Like people were having to basically camp out. I mean, I remember having to go to that game and literally getting there almost two hours before tip off because there was, you had to in order to get a seat, like a good, you know, a seat in the, in the student section. And it was just wild because that's, that's just the culture that it was. But
1: just to put into perspective, we had more fans at the New Mexico state game and we had about the same at the grand Canyon game.
0: So that's good. Anyhow, could have been more. It was all right. Well, no, that's what I'm saying. It could have been more. It was a good crowd. I mean, like the, I think that I feel like there was more students at this game. Oh, no. than, you know what I mean? than all the others. And so that was, that was a good, that was good to see. And they were loud and, and doing stuff and yelling and cheering. So, I mean, again, like, I, I feel like we're getting back to where it used to be. It just, we just haven't gotten there yet. Just haven't gotten there yet. Yeah. All right. So let's go ahead and start talking about the game. Get, without further ado, let's just let's just hop right and do it.
1: OK, so Sam was 12 and three and white played going into this game. Our starters were the same as the last few games. Gavin, David, Calvin, Trell and Nigel. I mean, Diego. I don't know why I just said Nigel when I'm sitting here looking at it. Say Diego.
0: I was like, Nigel wasn't back yet. Not yet. Almost. Um, we
1: did win barely 69 to 67. Uh, the attendance was 2,353. And we'll save the wax standings <coughs> for our episode tomorrow night over the ACU game. Um, and a quick little update for y'all. We're going to have a special guest tomorrow night. We won't tell you who will keep it a surprise. But uh, we'll be casting about 8 p.m. tomorrow night with our special guest.
0: Do you – should we give, like, a hint?
1: Well, it's ACU, so – Think about that, and who who we might have on that would talk to us about ACU.
0: All right, that's a decent hint. That's a decent that's hint. Big ass hint. Who
1: would talk to us about ACU with a connection to ACU and a connection to SFA?
0: Right. There's actually a couple people that could, but I mean, I mean, there's yeah. two good guesses. Two good guesses. Go for it. We'll, we'll see if anybody can get it. We'll see if anybody can get it. Yeah. Um, all right. So talking about the – obviously, Jacqueline mentioned the standings. Yeah, we're not going to go over that because it wouldn't obviously pertain and make sense and line up with how the current standings are now compared to what they were on Thursday night after this game. So we're just going to talk about them tomorrow night because the standings are an absolute wackadoodle. doodle I mean, Saturday was nuts, and so uh-huh. – <laughs> We're just going to, again, put a pin in that. Put a pin in that. Yeah, of... be a
1: fun combo tomorrow night.
0: Oh, for God's sakes. Yeah, literally. Just wild conversations yeah. that we're going to have tomorrow. I'm excited for that. Okay, so uh, moving into Sean Kennedy's stat section. Take it away. All right. So our overall
1: field goal percentage is 51%. Our three-point percentage was 42%. i am pretty positive that's the highest it's been all season.
0: If not, it's going to be one of the highest. Yeah. I, I can do a double check real quick as you go through. Got to be. So we were
1: we were 8 of 19 from the three-point line. Um, we were only 45% from the free throw line, um, which I will say is absolutely abysmal. And if we would have done any better than that, it wouldn't have been as close. However, out of the only nine free throws that we made, we did make at least four that were very clutch at the very end. So at least we made the ones that really mattered.
0: Yeah. Okay. So our free throw percentage was 42%, correct? 45. Wait, where the fuck? Oh,
1: three point percentage was 42. Free throw was 45.
0: Okay. So you're talking about, are you talking about three or fourth free throw?
1: Oh, uh, yeah. Three, Three pointer. Did we ever do higher than
0: that or no? Uh, for three-pointer, that, that's what I was wondering. Okay, um, yeah, we have, for sure. Um, highest of the season is – actually. I mean, if you want to go total overall whole season, including non-conference, our highest free throw percentage was going to be against Middle Tennessee was 55%. Um, and then if you want to talk about actual conference play, yeah. um, let's see here. 45, I believe it's Abilene Christian, 45%, I believe is going to be our highest in conference play. Yeah. Okay. 45 when we played them the first time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool.
1: Um, points in the paint. We were not nearly as close to our mark as normal, uh, mm-hmm. 20, but I guess we kind of made up for it on the threes. Um. Points off turnovers was pretty low with 11, but they only had 14 turnovers, so not just a whole lot of opportunities there. Um, second chance points, we had 20 fast break points. We had 17 bench points. We had 19. Total rebounds, we had 32, uh, which they out-rebounded us by four. Um, we had 11 offensive and 21 defensive we had 19 fouls, which they had 18, so about the same. Um, 16 turnovers. Like I said, they had 14. We did have seven steals and one block. They had 10 steals and three blocks. Um, so our game leader was Gavin with 18 points, five rebounds, and a steal. We had Trill with 15 points, four rebounds. And three assists. Uh, JJP with 11 points, two rebounds and a steal. Um, and I do just want to say that Day and Calvin each had six rebounds. So they were leading us on the rebounds.
0: Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So going right into our pizza of strength of the game. Um, yeah. Yeah. Couple things that I, that immediately when I was looking over, especially the uh, stats from this night. Um, first of all, having you know three players in double digits is always a good thing. Obviously, we always want more. Uh, David was almost there with nine points. Um, but yeah, I mean, great job in the first half of that game. The first half of that game, we were up by thirteen at the half. It was such a great first half, forty-one to twenty-eight. I we literally just came out of the door swinging for the fences and couldn't ask for anything more. That was just, again, the first half was such a huge improvement from the first time we played them when we only scored 12 points in the first half. I mean, I think in the first half we scored more than we did that entire first time we
1: played them in the entire game or close to it.
0: Let me go back and check. So the, uh, score for the first time we played them was 41-49 or for, yeah 40 uh, 49 to 41. Yeah, so we
1: scored the same in the first half that we did the first whole game we played them.
0: Yeah. Crazy. Which is a wild stat line. In Just right. Oh. Wild stat line. And shout out to you for remembering the exact fucking score. Um <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Because I guess that's really not something you forget, the fact that we scored 12 points in the first half the first time we played them. Anyway, so like I said, came out of the gate, swinging for the fences, absolutely just dogging them hardcore, you know, defense in the paint, you know, shooting threes. Trell, baby, was back for the three in a big way that night. Big, big way that night. He was... Um, I think it was uh, four for six or three uh, yeah, four four six. Six from his with the three. I mean, oh, baby, it's just good stuff. Good, good, good stuff. Um, you went 15 points during the whole game. Um, Terrell was just on fire. Another guy that was on fire that night, too, and, you know, and just maybe a little bit different way was Jalen. He, you know, he nailed a three. He uh, was four for seven total. He had, you know, that, those eleven points. He had a um, couple attempt or assist thrown in there as well. Couple rebounds. Uh, he was just again kind of on all cylinders as well. Uh, so doing doing really well. There was a couple other good moments, uh, especially again, I, of course, Gaven with the high point of eighteen. He had a great Euro step, kind of in the beginning of the game, just completely just blew by everybody. Didn't even get touched. Euro stepped around everybody, sunk in the layup. Great move, great move. Um, already talked about the crowd, so I was really proud for the crowd. Again, 32 rebounds, 32 rebounds, 20 second chance points, just killing it. But, of course, yeah, when we get to the points in the paint, I have, you know, a grievance about that as well. Um Played so much better, just so much better than the first time that we that we played them. Um, obviously, yeah, they did come back in the second half and outscored us, but we did come away with the dub. It was a last last second dub, and we we fought hard for that one for sure. Um, but yeah, it was just good good game all around, exciting, very thrilling, probably too much thrilling. Too much going on for for my for my ticker, for my heart, and for my sanity. But what are you going to do? I mean, there's only so many more times that we're going to be playing Sam Houston in a conference matchup in the sawmill. If we ever play them, you know, in the future, it's going to be a non-conference. And it's just – it's not going to be – this. I mean, it'll be the same, but it won't be the same because it won't be for any sort of conference bragging, right? It'll just be non-conference. And so – just like when we're playing Northwestern for non-conference ball, it's just, it feels the same, but not at the same time, you know? So we only have so many games left with them in our conference as of now. And so it's just, it's very kind of bittersweet in a way, I guess you could say the fact that, you know, our time with them being in our conference and us being, you know, conference rivals will always be rivals, but conference rivals is is kind of dwindling. So that's kind of sad to think about. In a way, but at the same time, I'm tired of dealing with Jason Houghton. So, always a little plus to everything. <laughs> I the silver, lining. silver lining is the fact I don't have to look at Jason Houghton's face very much longer. Because I don't know, there's just something about his face. It's very punchable. I don't know. I just, his, he, ew. like, he just, he has his eyes bulge out of his head anytime he gets mad. And he, He literally gets on the court during the games and never gets called for any, anyway. Yeah. Anyway. But yeah, so that was kind of like a summation of my feats of strength. What about you?
1: Um, I'm actually sitting here looking at it and thinking I probably have more positive items than we had points in the first half, the first time we played them. But anyway,
0: (laughs) Um, (laughs) another dig. Love it have to
1: say it. What Let's see. Um, okay, Calvin's defense, again, this game, was just so impressive. I, I just love – I love the way he plays. And I think after every game, my dad and I have the same conversation that, like, he is just – the. I mean, just such a fun defensive player to watch because he never gives up. He's always there. He's always in the way. He's always, like, causing something. I mean, and sometimes I feel like his stats don't necessarily – reflect it so like for this game he had two steals but i i can guarantee you there are at least like two or three where like he may have caused the deflection for someone else to get a steal or put on the pressure or whatever so oh agreed fun to watch um agreed great point. i agree yeah tr- uh trail with that three right at the beginning first of all i knew we were off to a great start and then like we talked about in the stats i mean four of six that's that's
0: bad yeah. to see him with the three-point stats. Um, 100%. 100%. Especially when he hit that in the very beginning of the game, I knew that his day, his day was going to be great because yeah. that just started it off on a, on a great foot, and I knew he had been struggling from the three. Well, we both knew he had been struggling from the three, and it was kind of frustrating for him because you can kind of just see it on his face. Yeah. And so hit, him hitting that three at the very beginning and then seeing that smile, like he was ready, juiced, Ice in his veins. He had ice in his veins that game. So, so, so happy. Yeah. He was ready to go. Um, just uh,
1: like we've already said, we got such a hot start. I was, I was so excited. I mean, I I wanted us to just put it to them as best we could, giving them a chance, like don't even let off the gas. So great start. Um, David got a great three, three at the beginning, got two in a row. I was like, he's on fire from the three, two, um, not as great the second half. Cause I mean, he ended up three of nine from the three point line, but those first three were great. Um, and you know what, when you're hot like that, you got to just keep taking it. Uh, so not, not disappointed about that. Um, JJP got a huge three too. Uh, so yeah, we, we were really looking good. I was very happy with that 42% three point percentage. Um, Dayday got a great putback dunk. I mean, we've talked about him multiple times, but he's so fun to watch too because he just never, never gives up. Um, and I mean, he put up some some good stats that game too six rebounds and assist, and a steal. Um, Diego got a beautiful assist to Dayday for a shot in the paint that he took, um, which was really beautiful. Uh, Sam Houston had no threes the first half. Oh so yeah. Love to see it.
0: Um Trill took a giant charge. Like giant. He put his body on the line for that. I'm glad you remembered to say that. I, for- I forgot to put that in my nose as well. He majorly put his body on the line for that. Like
1: such a huge charge. I mean, he went flying. He did. Um, thank God he was not. He was not hurt. Um, and then he, you know, had you were
0: struggling legs. with your eyeball. <laughs> What's <laughs> going I on?
1: My eye, and I can't get it out. Um, probably because I didn't wash off my makeup last night because I was lazy. Um, and then Trail had, you know, some great clutch threes. I mean, free throws. I lost the last of threes. So,
0: I would just like to also okay. reiterate, huh? Trail and Day Day with the the clutch. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, of course. So I would like to reiterate the differences between our first game when we played them, our stats, and our – the differences and similarities. Let's just say that. So the differences and the similarities between the first time we played them and then, of course, on Thursday. So when we first played them, our field goal percentage was 26.3. So compared to 51. Double. Double Three point percentage was 12 42 this past time. Over tripled. Yep. Uh free throw percentage was 66. That was the only one that went down. Yeah. Okay. Uh here's one of some simil- here's very here's a very wild similarity. Our points in the paint the first time we played them, 24.
1: Yeah, they I mean, they definitely know what they're doing on on not trying to let Gavin get a Get a shot in the
0: paint. Oh, yeah. They definitely know. Definitely know what they're doing for sure. Um, Points off turnovers was 11 first time. Same this time.
1: Yeah, that's weird.
0: Okay. Uh, Bench points were 10. Bench points, 19. And then fast break points, 7. And then this time, 17. (laughs) A lot of eerie similarities. I will say, though, that the difference other than uh, that was the points in the paint the first time around for the Bearcats was 18. And this time it was, you know, 42. So that's also a major difference from the first time that we played them. Um, yeah, well, yeah. Their threes weren't falling. So they were having to take it. Exactly. Ex- exactly. Exactly. This, that first time around, They basically- I mean,
1: Got our three point percentage from the last game. This game because they had only fifteen percent.
0: So. Right, so that first time, uh, Savion Flag he had uh, three three pointers. This time he had yes. zero. He was zero for three on three pointers. Zero for three. You know, so just some key differences from the first time that we played them. Can uh, you know till till now? I mean, if you look at our at our results list, I mean. Since we played Seattle U and took that L in Seattle U at the end of January, we have won. one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. You know what I mean? Like eight games in a row. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Eight games in a row. We haven't looked back. So hottest team in the WAC right now. Fucking killing the game. Killing the game.
1: Oh, I, I missed right. one more my good point. Sorry. Uh, Sean. If we beat New Mexico State University, I may sprint down Far West Boulevard in Austin in a velour Speedo. Not just any Speedo. A velour Speedo. What color is said velour Speedo?
0: If it's not purple, then I don't want to see it.
1: Yeah. If it's not purple, we don't want it.
0: Straight up. Just knock it out. <laughs> what was your other good note before we move on?
1: Um. So, and I've talked about this several times last week few times, but um about Calvin playing more offensive minded and and he made two shots this game that I was super impressed by because usually when he's thinking offensive minded it's still just like little putbacks or stuff like right there at the rim. Right. Um, but he took one shot at the elbow, like almost to the three point line. And then he mm-hmm. took one like just straight up from the almost to the top of the key, but more kind of like at the free throw line. And I was like Look at Calvin taking these, like, outside shots.
0: I mean, he's 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 showing some range. Oh, come on, man. Purple, Sean says. Good. It better be purple, Sean. Otherwise, again, don't want to see it. Don't want to see it. All right. So moving on to your favorite section. We call it the... With the airing of grievances. I got a lot of problems with you people. Now, you're going to hear about it. You. All right. So... Just because we won, which again, so happy, ecstatic, can't, can't say it enough. Doesn't mean there weren't a few things that we just have to talk about that just weren't that great. First and foremost, the freaking points in the paint. Again, they stuffed us with these damn points in the paint. Again, I'm just, I'm not surprised because... You know they they were playing some really good defense down there in the paint, but Jesus, I'm again. Usually, usually if we don't have good points in the paint, we are not winning the game. So, very, very, very thrilled that our points were coming from other areas of the of the of the court because we were getting just absolutely demolished down there in the points in the paint. But what are you gonna do? So disgusting. Again, they had 42, we had 28. When it's below 30 like that, we're most likely not going to win. Yeah. Because we rely heavily on Gavin down there, Calvin, Day, all those guys down there getting those points in the paint. And we just weren't, just weren't coming. Man, we got outscored in the second half. Like we were cruising 41 28 going into halftime, go into halftime, come out, and they just come in and outscore us 39 28 in the second half.
1: Well, and the thing is, the wheels really didn't start to fall off to like eight minutes left. Um, right, and we led. Right. We led by like seventeen at one point. So I was just like, "What are we doing?"
0: Just all of a sudden, I, I don't really remember. I can't really pinpoint, and you may have because you rewatched. Oh, yeah, I'll tell you. Okay, I'll tell you what we did. Can you? I was like, can you pinpoint the exact moment when the when the wheels changed? So
1: we let them get a dunk to get back within eight points. So a double digit lead with a dunk.
0: I remember that.
1: And immediately the next possession let them get a back door to get within six. And then it was just all downhill from there.
0: Okay. Yeah. And you know what? And I I remember that vaguely happening um, during the game. And I was sitting there and they were getting a lot of juice and energy on their sidelines and like their few fans that were there as well were starting to get a little bit louder. And I was like, no, 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 no. No, 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 they're not coming back into this game. And then, of course, they come back into this game. And then we had to literally duke it out until the end of the game. And then, of course, you know, we all know what happened there with with Jalen, which we will talk about. I I have it in my notes to talk about. Um, Even though Flag didn't have any threes, he still had a double-double, 13 points, 13 rebounds, still one of, you know, one of the best players in the league. Can't deny it. He's a great player. He's a physical dude. He's a big dude. He's also a big flopper. So there's that. <laughs> um,
1: unfortunately. Huh? Lots of the good players are, unfortunately. That is
0: a fact. Um, oh my god, man. I our free throw percentage was just not the best. I mean it. Hot garbage. Just Hot garbage. Yeah.
1: Like we shouldn't even be below sixty, but below fifty is just not acceptable. It's not acceptable. You've got to at least make half. If You're playing D1 basketball, like at least half.
0: Yeah. I yeah. <laughs> that I'll just, I'll just leave it at that. Yeah, I mean, gave in two from seven for some. Like usually he's been really good with his free throws. You know, pretty decent, if not hundred percent. You know maybe eight of nine or just his is his free throws were, were hot garbage He was two of seven um then trail was three of four which is fine you know expect a you know a couple misses here and there um we didn't have a lot of free throws I mean we only had total of, tw- of uh how many did we have uh 20 yeah so it's not like there were a ton but just the ones that we had just not all of them were falling.
1: I mean, we had more free throws than they did, they only had 15.
0: Mm-hmm. Interesting, interesting. And and we had 19 fouls and they had 18 fouls, so it was still pretty evenly called, even though again, sometimes it doesn't feel like it. But there we are. Um, that yeah, was, I, don't what know, what
1: I don't know what happened with his free throws that game, and I was, I don't also, know either. Like
0: I said, he's I been doing.
1: Yeah, I was laughing when you said that because Dad made some comment. I remember it was after that game or after uh, the game on Saturday because I I feel like he didn't do too well Saturday either. He kind of bricked.
0: Mm -hmm. He did. He did.
1: And Dad was like – he was like doing well on his free throws at the beginning of the season, and he's like, I don't know what the deal has been the last, like, few games. And he's like, I just don't know how you (laughs) – I mean, it was just Dad being Dad. But he's like, I don't know how you bricked two in a row off the front of the room. He's like, I mean – I don't know. Like whatever, whatever you're doing is not working. Like maybe, maybe just try to bank it off the backboard on the next. one.
0: I don't know. I mean, I a blind squirrel's gonna find a nut once in a while. For God's sakes, I mean, you know.
1: Obviously, the I don't know some 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 breakdown has happened where there's a struggle. I don't know what the problem is.
0: Yeah, and again, it wasn't just him. There was a bunch of guys that were bricking free throws this game and the last game on Saturday. So I, I don't know, just. Who, who knows? I, I'm not quite sure, but hopefully they kind of clean that stuff up before uh, these last two games here. Um, yeah. Oh, my God. Whoever elbowed Trell in the freaking face, I'm coming for them and cutting them. Yeah, we told him that after the game very vehemently. Told him during, told him, told him after. Said so give them, give us their name, give us a description of the assailant, and yeah. we will <laughs> – you don't you don't make my boy bleed his blood, man. <laughs> you don't you don't mess with Trell. That that is that is my dog from now until he's gone. That is my dog. That is my G. And you don't make that man bleed his own blood. Because we're gonna have we're gonna have words. We're gonna have words. Okay. Just throwing that out there. So you've been warned, whack. Yeah. You've been warned. Um, let's see. Yeah, and there were just a lot of – and there were a lot of elbows and hand checks and, and, and you know, some just really aggressive ball play. I mean, not necessarily aggressive is the word, but, like, there were a lot of hand checks and there were a lot of elbows and push-offs and things that just weren't being called. And I don't know if the refs are just letting them play or they just, again, were missing them. But, you know, there were – and there were a bunch on Saturday too. So, I don't know, just something about these last couple games where they – we're calling hand checks on one end, but then not calling them on the other. And then, I don't know, just not being super consistent with those. And then I was kind of disappointed that we only had one block the entire game. It felt like there was more, but I guess there wasn't. We only had one.
1: I know. I agree and it was
0: Calvin. That. Thank you, Calvin. I um, yeah, I was, I was really kind of, I was kind of, you know, kind of unimpressed with that stat line. Just not, I'm, I was just really kind of shocked that we only had one. So that's, it's grievance for me. Um, also the double tech between Cal and uh, I'm um, J Javion,
1: yeah, Javon or Javion, maybe, Javion.
0: yeah, Javion May. It was a double tech between those two, and I don't really know exactly what happened. Were they jawing at each other? Well, you Did you notice? Yeah, whenever I rewatched it, so they got they got tied up,
1: like uh, it was called a tie ball, but I think Calvin was expecting a foul call on it. Um, but it didn't really look like they tussled that much. It kind of just looked like a, a regular tie ball situation. So they must have both kind of said something afterwards.
0: Had to, because that's what I noticed, too. I was like, I didn't think that they were tussling that aggressively or that vehemently towards each other.
1: But then the, the officials went and watched watched it back. On Mm -hmm. the film. So I guess they were trying to look to see if they did anything additional, but then they still called it. And I I couldn't really tell that they, I mean, there wasn't any major like scuffle because Calvin. You know,
0: yeah, there weren't swinging or, you know.
1: So I don't know. They must have both kind of said something or I don't know. Had to have. After watching the bald headed ref, I'll praise these refs from Melvin
0: Bryan. He was decent. The bald headed ref from. This game, Sam Houston, or from the one on SAT? Because there's, to be fair, there's a lot of bald-headed refs that we get. So I know. We have almost all
1: bald refs, really. That doesn't really uh, narrow it down too much. Um,
0: yeah, I mean, there's there's been a few questionable decisions, though, lately from the refs. I mean, yeah, for the most part, they try to do as best they can, care, call a fair game. But there, there may have been a few calls during, I don't know if it was necessarily this game. Oh yeah, you're talking about ACU's game. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um there was yeah, we'll we'll talk about that one tomorrow, but yeah. Uh, there were few few calls during that game that wasn't 100% on board with, but what So is life. We'll get to that. <laughs> we'll we'll get to that. Um so yeah, a uh, few few final things. Well, I guess you'll do do yours first, and then I'll talk about the the two game notes that I would like to bring up about the end of the game. They're not necessarily grievances; they're just points of discussion. Yeah. Okay. Um,
1: okay. So y'all and y'all know how much I do love Calvin, um, and this is kind of be going to be a like um, sandwich of good and bad, but. Yeah. He Okay. So he had the most turnovers on the team. And I, I hadn't even looked at the stats yet when I made this note, but he just had several like errant passes into the lane mm. where he either straight up passed it to someone on the other team or just didn't make a very strong pass. And I got very easily picked off. Um, and so he had seven turnovers. That was the most on the team by three. Ooh. Yeah. However, he had six assists, which was the most assist on the team. So I guess I kind of have to say it's one of the you know it's a it's a give and take like he he is thinking more so I think it's it's gonna you know keep trajecting upwards because he is getting more offensive minded and he's looking to try to make good assists a few of them were just he, he was he was making too big of a reach
0: yeah you know I, yeah um, and I also think that also comes from to um just rushing you know like I, I feel like a lot of times they're they're not playing at their pace, they're trying to, you know, like that, they need they need to control the pace of the game. And so if yeah, they're it wasn't well, even like, they weren't even, you know, I, I feel like sometimes they're rushing and they just aren't paying attention.
1: Well yeah, that, but it, it wasn't even that on these. I think it was just he's getting into a more offensive mindset. And so he's trying to do too much on some of the plays. There were some of them where it was just like, oh, it's a great idea, but it wasn't really feasible. Like you are you're, you're yeah. trying a little but, I mean, you know what? I'm glad he's looking. The the assists almost outweighed the turnovers. Um, almost cancel each other out. So I have faith that's going to, you know, he's going to. Oh, change.
0: yeah. I'm not. Those few. I'm uh, not worried about Calvin
1: one bit. Let's see. Okay. We got, hmm. we got several backdoors, but I have a few that I'm going to mention specifically. Um, and, okay, hold on. What is our – Tell me and
0: I have it pulled up. Just tell me.
1: What is our new train uh trainer's name this season?
0: Oh, um Jacoby. Jacoby. Okay. So Jacoby's
1: dad, you know, sits over there and yells the whole game because oh. he's always he's always saying exactly what, what is correct. And it was funny because that's one of the few games that moms came to this season, and she was like, Who is that man over there? He yells all the time. I was like, Oh, it's our trainer's dad. And she was like, I don't know how he can yell like that the whole time, but They really needed to listen to him because he kept (laughs) saying, Watch the back door, and then they'd get a back door. I didn't even realize how many they had until I watched it back. But I mean, they literally had like probably four or more. But, anyways, one of them we got because we were too focused on trying to take a charge in the lane, and someone swooped right in the back door uh they got a huge backdoor alley-oop dunk literally right out of the half i'm like oof! what did y'all just talk about in there you're gonna come right back out and let them get an alley-oop dunk back door. yeah
0: like,
1: what are we doing um yeah there were just multiple of them uh the, then my complaint from earlier which was just the the downward spiral of losing our our steam whenever we let them get that dunk to get back with an eight. And that's just, I mean, a dunk to, to break a double digit lead really gives the, the crowd and the team more hype and juice to get, get moving. And then that's when, that's when we let them get another backdoor uh, to get within six. So
0: that was, that was most of my complaints. <sighs> Okay, so those are most of your complaints. Let me bring up the two points of, of, I guess, discussion that I would like us to talk about. So the first one was the final possession on our end controversy. So, was the w- with Jalen, with, with the, you know, kind of falling over kind of chunk a three, was there contact? uh what was he shooting i the people have been saying back and forth back and forth on social media what was it was it a foul was it not a foul et cetera, et cetera. so rewatching the game what do you think yeah i think he was shooting <laughs> no not that shooting. i guess not that i just i know he was shooting that's what other people were saying oh. but like what was it a foul in your opinion here's
1: the thing was it probably a foul yes However, dad did say, he was like, I was surprised they called it because usually they're not going to make a call like that, that close to the end of the game. That's going to decide the game. Like it's going to have to be really egregious, but
0: you know, same, same little debate over our four point play from years ago. 100%. I, I totally, I'm glad that you brought that up too. Cause I feel like that's a very similar situation where, it's like, was it a foul? Was it not a foul? Was it, you know, more of just, I think for me too, for Jalen, it was definitely situational awareness where, you know, it's the end of the game. You, you have the ball in your hand. You have what, what, like almost what it's going to be the last shot of the game to try and win it or go into OT or whatever it needs to be. And got a guy coming for you. You might as well just throw it up there and and maybe potentially get fouled. Yeah. Might as well just try you know, and I think that was more just situational awareness and just almost just luck of the call that they called it a foul. Was it 100% a foul? Maybe, maybe not. I mean, I, we have saw other things that were more egregious during the game that probably should have been called as a foul mm-hmm. or under the rim and things like that, that, that weren't called and they were way more obvious and egregious. Um, but, yeah, so Melvin's saying uh, Gavin should have been shooting two. So the foul at the rim, that is what I was saying too, is that the foul at the rim before that was the one that should have been called Yeah, with Gaben shooting the two, and which I would agree with. And then that was not called. And then we got the ball, obviously rebounded back. And that's when Jalen did his three-point attempt, you know? Um, Well, and that's what I said to dad. I mean, part of it could have been a semi-makeup call. Makeup call. Exactly. And I I mentioned that on, you know, on, on Twitter, I said, I really think it was part of it, a makeup call. You know, was there a little contact there? Absolutely. Would normally, would this in any normal circumstance be called a foul? I would say 50 50 depending on. Yeah. Hard to say.
1: And it was, it was hard hard, hard to tell from the angle of the camera because he was on the other, um, on the other side of the three point line. So, mm-hmm. I mean, there was running at him, and you were looking at it from the back. So it was really hard to tell
0: completely. So, yeah, I mean, again, what game's over. Not much you can do about it. Can't go back. Shoulda, woulda, coulda. But I mean, again, I think it was more situational awareness from Jalen. The fact that there was no call under the basket when Gavin uh, should have been shooting two. Um, And then that play would have never happened. And so, again, just being heads up and knowing exactly what was on the line and knowing that you had the potential of of getting fouled on that three shot.
1: Okay, hold on. If I can move my camera enough, y'all have to see this. Hold on. Let's see. Do you see him back there?
0: (laughs) Oh, I wish I could get closer because the face he's making is – Great. Cats are wild. Cats are are wild. Hey, if fits, if, if I fits, I sits. I'm telling you. Um, all right, so that was number one. Number two. That's that's the motto. <sighs> number two. Post game, after the celebration, all the guys. Oh, where'd you go, dude? Oh, there you are. You went away for a second. Oh. Oh, I was like, I'm sorry. It went black. Okay. Who knows? Um. All right. So post-game, after after all oh. the hubbub celebration, all the guys were yelling, cheering, what, 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 all the fun stuff, post-game handshakes, line. There really wasn't one. Literally, it was. Okay.
1: I missed that completely I- somehow. But dad asked me after the game, did I miss because you know how he usually gets up and bolts as soon as it's over he does that one was such a nail like he was still in his seat and he was like have i missed something like do they not do the handshake line anymore and i was
0: like not that i know of why so i don't know where your eyesight was but during this it was very obvious there were this the bearcats were coming to do handshake line our coaches went and did handshake line David did, and I think one other dude, all the rest were still over celebrating. Okay. And then a few of them were starting to walk over to actually get into the handshake line and then literally thought against it, did one of these ah fuck naw things and went back to celebrating. And then that's when they started kind of coming together and like drawing back and forth. And then a lot of the coaches and stuff had to push the bearcat players like out and like up the tunnel to get away. Because they were starting to come and like, so and this, guys
1: weren't gonna go, and they started talking about that. I, I
0: don't. Yeah, I don't know who started talking first. I just know that I what I saw was I was a few of them walking over, and Jonathan being one of them, and that's why whenever I was yelling, I was like Jonathan. Oh. Major props. Like I don't care. I, I really don't. I thought it was hilarious. He's literally he's literally doing one of these things. <laughs> like, like he was doing that, and I was laughing so hard. I'm like, "Oh shit, this is gonna come up later. It's controversial because obviously they didn't go in the handshake line, and it's people are gonna see it as bad sportsmanship." But man, I'm laughing. I don't give a fuck. It was funny. It was funny. So I'm, mean,
1: I'm gonna have to watch the end of the game again and see if it records that long. But I think they usually cut it off before that. Um, they may,
0: they may have cut it off. They may have
1: just so like. So <laughs> Out of my yeah. eyes, but, that it came down to that, that I was, I was just not paying attention.
0: Yeah. I mean, it was, it split. it was, it honestly, was like a split thing, maybe like 20 seconds. I mean, it was really quick. I mean, like I said, David was on the handshake line and I think one other player on, on our side was actually going down the line and doing handshakes. And then everybody was like turning to go back up the tunnel, Sam, the Sam Houston guys. And then again, some of our guys started to walk over and like a few of them like got there and was starting to like hand, hand, do hands. And then I think someone said something, I don't know on whose side, but then it just started kind of, everybody started kind of converging and you could see the coaches going, no, no, no. And like a couple of the same using coaches said something and then like something else that I'm like, Oh no, 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 no. I literally in my head, just literally all the scenarios we're going through, I'm like, Oh fuck. They're gonna have a freaking rumble in the middle of the court. I'm gonna have to run out there because somebody's trying to go, to go after my boys. Uh uh-uh. uh. And then I'm gonna get in trouble. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So then, as soon as I said that, and then I don't know if you heard me. I said, oh yeah, hell yeah, Jonathan, you don't. Like, I don't know if you heard that's
1: me. I, that's when I clued in that something happened, but I missed. Yeah,
0: it. I was like, mad respect, Jonathan. You get out there and talk shit. I was just like, "Heal, yeah, boy. I was like, oh, you gained some respect points for me. And then when he came through the handshakes and hugs from us, I literally hugged him. I said, yeah, you better talk shit to those Bearcats, boy. <laughs> he started laughing. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, again, Melvin exactly sounds like a rivalry. It was a, It is a rivalry. I don't care if they're going to be in Conference USA. I don't give it. They're still, even though they won't be in our conference and be conference rivals, they will always be our rivals. Rivals. Baby girl, Caitlin. Yeah, we would have jumped down there so fast. We sure would have. Immediately, immediately, I would have pulled out my brass knuckles and went to town. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. What do you think? What do you think about that situation? Like, do you do you think that it would have made more of an issue if they did do handshake line and were jawing back and forth, or do you think it was maybe smart for them just to like think twice and turn around without it becoming a bigger thing? I don't know. I think that's got to just be a heat of the moment call because yeah. sometimes if they're just being a little
1: bit shitty and you can be like, yo, dude, just like take your rations and get in line. But mm. if, if, if something said to immediately throw it off, then.
0: That's just my, that's my concern too, because I just had a feeling if it was already chippy, like during the game, which it kind of was, I mean, there was a double tech, there was other things going on. I just, yeah, sometimes I almost think that, yeah, you want to see the sportsmanship and do the handshake line afterwards, but sometimes it's hard for teams, especially big rivals, to like take the loss and take the Lickens and just walk away. Well, and then
1: you know, like like I said, I think it just depends on what what was said or what exactly happened. Because like mm-hmm. you know, just a week or so ago, Jawan Howard had his issue in the, the after game line, and it's
0: like exactly. exactly thing is, what
1: sucks, dad and I were talking about it. I mean, absolutely, he should have gotten uh, at least a couple games suspension because he put hands on somebody. However, the coach from the other team first came to him and put his hands, pushed his hands on his chest, and Juwan was trying to, like, I'm not engaging, I'm not engaging, and continued walking down the line, and then the next dude's going to say something to him, and that's when he flips his lid and smacks the guy, and I'm like, well, you know, the, the guy who started it and put hands on first should have gotten a game suspension. He didn't get anything. Um, he got fined. Yeah, but he didn't get suspended any game. No, either. I know.
0: I know. I Honestly, though, I think that whole situation is very subjective, too. Like, I don't think that there's a right – I don't – I know, because I, I see it maybe just a little differently, too, because I feel like the Wisconsin coach was trying to, like, just say, hey, man, like, just good game. I mean, yeah, he didn't necessarily have to touch him, but I don't think it was more of a malicious intent thing either.
1: Yeah, but I mean, you don't ever, this is not ever a kind
0: motion. And I just don't remember him doing this, though. I don't, I don't, I don't remember the. He
1: pushed him in the chest.
0: Oh, yep. I, I guess I have to rewatch this. And I don't remember watching it and seeing him push him in the chest.
1: The thing is, the reason, I mean, I won't go on a whole tangent, but Jawan Howard was mad. And the reason that he was mad doesn't Oh, I know he
0: was mad is because of the way that the game was going.
1: Well, no, but what he got mad about at the end was them calling a timeout at a specific time because he thought they were trying to drag it out farther and he was getting beat or whatever, which.
0: Yeah, I mean, but you're getting beat. Matter.
1: Doesn't even matter. Yeah. But anyways, they knew that he was pissed about the timeout and they should have just not said anything. So the guy like just stirred up shit and made it
0: worse. Anyway. Um, yeah, I, I, I feel like they both were in the wrong for sure. Yeah. Um anyway, so point, point of the story. I mean, at least we didn't have something like that. <laughs> to be fair, I, I'm ready for just a good old fucking like brawl. To be honest with you, it would bring me back to my college days of brawling in the stands. So,
1: not we don't want any game suspensions right now. So,
0: no, 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 no. I'll, I'll take the brunt of it. I'll take the game suspension. I'll I'll put that on my shoulders. Um, But, yeah, so just interesting, again, rivalry game. Things are heated. Things are crazy. What else is new? So is life. Anytime we play the Bearcats, doesn't matter what sport it is, it's always going to be freaking wild, which brings me to our one word to describe the entire game. Jacqueline, I don't know what you were thinking of, but I'll just go with mine. Like, my word is rivalry. It's a rivalry, man. It's going to be heated. It's going to be – it's, it's going to be emotional. There's going to be a lot of tempers flaring. There's going to be a lot of jawing back and forth. And it's going to be always dramatic in some way, form, or fashion. When we first played them, we, were abs- we ab- looked like absolute dog shit. It was depressing. It was dramatic in the fact that it just was not even – didn't even look like the same team went onto that court. It was the wildest game I've ever seen from the Lumberjacks in 10-plus years. It was just a wild game. And then we got this time where it was a completely different team in a good way. And then we have end of the game theatrics and drama. So, I mean, what else is new? It's a rivalry. It's a rivalry. It's going to be crazy every time. doesn't matter if it's going to be in conference, out of conference. Rivalry is rivalry.
1: Yeah, no, that's the best really word to describe it. And I guess mine Kind of uh, aligns with that, but just would be trade off because like any any rivalry, I I feel like it's just a complete trade off. And like it it just that is the definition of a rivalry. You can play your rival on their home court and have a terrible terrible game, and then come to your home court and you win. I mean, we saw this great buy for it, but I just I feel like it's always going to be a trade off. Like your your best opportunity is going to be that home court advantage, so. I
0: agree. Yeah, I agree. And is it really truly a a rivalry when you have, like, one team constantly winning, like, and just dominating the series? You know what I mean? Like, I feel like it's not necessarily a big rivalry when it's just, like, one team dominating the series constantly, and then the other team's just kind of, like, shit. I feel like it's more of a rivalry when both teams are, like you said, trading it off back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. forth. So, yeah, yeah. totally agree. Totally agree. Wild, wild stuff. Man, got to love it. So, obviously, um, normally at the end of this, we would tell you what games are coming up next, but we already had played the last home game, uh, which was on Saturday at AC or at home, not at ACU, uh, versus ACU. And uh, we were really, really, really excited for this game. Um, It being the last home game, senior game, blackout, tailgate, and then it ended up being all of that, plus a lot of cold, rainy, crap, mud. Yeah. (laughs) But it was still a good weekend. And we are excited to talk about that one tomorrow, especially with our special guest. Who is very special. He is very special. Oh, you said he.
1: I mean, they already knew it was going to be. The two guesses are both he's.
0: Well, it's true, but I get yeah. Okay, I guess so, yeah. Okay. So, moving forward, again, do not forget to support the Purple Lights Fund. Making sure that you give money, give time, give Whatever you can and help support our Lady Jacks and Lumberjack teams. Um, also make sure that you are supporting, um, there are multiple ways you could support SF Athletics. Obviously, Purple Lights Fund, that's one. You could also uh, drink Fredonia beer. Anytime you buy a Purple Lights beer specifically, nothing, none of the other ones, but you could drink those too. But anytime you buy and drink a Purple Lights beer, you're actually supporting the SFA Athletics as well as Redoni Brewery. But obviously, Purple Lights is the SFA beer. So you'll be supporting SFA Athletics. And then, of course, you can always support SFA Athletics by purchasing your My Plates. If you go to www.myplates.com slash Lumberjacks, you can get yourself a $50 rebate, get a personalized um, background plate where with or put it on your car with pride or you can always get just a background only non-personalized plate get it for one year three year five year terms and you could do a layaway option there's a lot of options out there so again make sure that you buy your my plates for your ride easy fun way to support your jacks drink Fredonia beer purple lights specifically for the SFA fans out there and of course support athletics by joining purple lights fund Buying season tickets. Even if you don't live in Texas or nearby, you can still be a Purple Lights Fund member, support the teams, and support SFA. Oh man. Lots of ways to support there. Lots of ways. <sighs> All right. Anyway, so tomorrow uh plan is again to kind of go live like around um beer. Yes, beer. Yes, beer, Dennis. All the beer. <laughs> buy, buy all the beer. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, so tomorrow, maybe around 8 o'clock-ish, I guess, give or take, we'll let everybody know exactly what time we will be going live to talk about the last home game um, in the sawmill for the Lumberjacks against ACU and all the fun stuff that we did that weekend or this weekend on Saturday, um, stuff on Friday, Had a lot of of things going on. So hope you guys are ready for that one. The season is winding down. And then moving forward, we have two more games both away to end the season or the regular season. One matchup in uh, Las Cruces at uh, New Mexico State. And then down south at UTRGB. A tough little road haul. I mean, those are like complete opposite ends. You got New Mexico and then you have all the way down in in the Rio Grande Valley. So that's, that's quite a, quite a turnaround trip. That's going to be tiring.
1: Yeah. They're going to be on the road a lot coming up in three weeks.
0: Yeah. And then of course, as soon as those are done, I mean, we'll be in Vegas. Holy moly. Are you excited for Vegas Jacqueline? I think so. You think so? Babe, you better be ready. Oh, I got to mentally prepare myself. So we are, for lack of a better term, popping Jacqueline's cherry that comes to Vegas. First timer. She's a first timer. I'm a multiple timer. So um, yeah, she's going to have a good time. We're going to make sure she has a good time. There's a lot of fun things we have planned. Some things that are already planned for us that we weren't aware of. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but all in all, it's going to be a really fun time. So we're leaving. Uh, if anybody else is planning on going to Vegas, please let us know. We would love to meet up with you. And especially those from other teams too, from other schools, we'd love to meet some of the people that are following us yeah. and you know that we're following each other on social media. We would love to meet you guys, get a drink, et cetera, hang out in Vegas. I feel like this is like the best opportunity to do that. Cause all the teams are coming together except for two, three. Um, and so we're really excited. We're staying at the link hotel, um, which is right there on the strip, you know, kind of sort of nearby the Orleans. I mean, we didn't want to go too far, but we also wanted to stay on the strip um, for Jacqueline's first time. And then um, we're coming in on Wednesday afternoon and staying till Monday. So we'll be there for a few days. Got a plan to stay
1: for the long haul.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're staying there for a few days. Um excited for that. Really are pumped for that. Um and then of course, you know, the ladies are killing it. They're going to be number 1 seed. They'll be there. We'll, you know, make time to still go to see the ladies play as well. Um that would just obviously make sense because they're playing at opposite times and so it'll be perfect um to see them play and, you know, they'll be like I said first seed and so man They've been rocking and rolling. Congrats to them. They are just on fire. Absolutely on fire. Their team is just nuts. So good. So good. Um, so congrats to them for being outright champions. We're getting number one seed. First year in the WAC. Wow. Just yeah, Amazing. insane. Yeah. Insane. So uh, we're really excited for Vegas. And again, if you're going to Vegas, let us know. We are happy to meet with you. Hang out. Have a drink or two or three or four or dot dot dot. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? All right, guys. Oh, oh, we will have fun and we'll miss you, Caitlin. We wish you were with us. I know. Hey, you can always still come. (laughs) Plenty of room. Find a way there and you get a place to stay. Oh, man. All right. Y'all have a wonderful night. It is Sunday, 1013 Central Standard Time. So it is time for bed. This girl has work in the morning. I'm sure Jacqueline has work to do in the morning from home. So we are wrapping it up. Man, oh, man. Can't believe the season's already almost over. Can't believe it. I really can't. It flew. I feel like this season more than any of the other seasons. it flew, flew by. Um, yeah. So I know. All right. Y'all have a wonderful night. Stay warm. It's a crisp thirty-six degrees in East Texas. It is a chilly one. Have a good night. And as always, Axe and Jacks. Without some jacks.